Awesome. So fun to be up here and talk to you guys um, this month on tradition. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm going to give you a real quick run through of my family. So this is my family. I've been married to Rob, who's on staff here, um, and we've been married a little over 18 years. And then um, these are my kids. And so Jackson's my oldest. He's 13. That's eighth grade. And he gets bigger all the time. I would say teenage year is like newborn year. I Sounds weird, but you know how they grow? Oh, they've grown so much. Oh my gosh, they grow so much. And so that's Jackson, eighth grade. Bubba is my second boy, 10. He's in fifth grade. Caden will be eight on Monday, so I just want to head put eight. Um, he's in second grade, and Becca is five, and she's in preschool. So as you guys can see, I have lots of kids, but what's crazy about this transition that I'm in right now is that my youngest is five. So going through this has been huge for me because I'm like, we're in a bit of a transition. Like I'm kind of moving through and we're kind of letting go of some, I guess, I don't want to call them baby traditions. That sounds so judgmental. (laughs) But like smaller, toddler-like traditions and we're moving on to some different ones. So this has been fun for me to do so far. So as I was thinking about traditions, I happened to just go through a bin that my mom dropped off in my house, which I think it's funny when parents like, hey, here's your stuff from growing up. You're like, what? Oh, oh, I thought you wanted to cherish this forever. And so um, you can put that slips out of. And so this is some pictures I found of traditions. When you think of traditions, right? So I grew up in the 80s, y'all. I'm 42. Okay, so there it is. So um, my mom did birthdays big, okay? And so one of the traditions is that we had big birthdays, and I mean, I got the strawberry shortcake cake. That was from the 80s, y'all. That looks awesome, okay? I remember that. I also loved getting great presents on my birthday, and that is the Tom, the Top Gun poster of Tom Cruise and Kelly McGinnis I'm unwrapping. And I'm not excited, and my friends are smiling, but I know they're jealous. And so pretty stoked. So birthdays were a big deal. And my mom went all out. Um, Christmas, I love decorating the trees. So fun, that tradition. Food, Thanksgiving. There's me and the cousin I idolize. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, we're going to hang out at so-and-so's house? Then I will follow that person around the whole time. That's why, sweet Christy, I think she has like seven kids. She's rocking it as a mom. But look at the smorgasbord of food that someone spent a lot of time. It's like literally cream of mushroom. That's literally what you eat at Thanksgiving. And so, but that's what you do. And then, y'all, I literally, this picture right here is Halloween. I don't know how old I am, but I remember sitting next to that carved pumpkin getting my picture made. And I remember it because I felt so special. You may not know what I'm dressed in, but on that yellow plastic bag, it says Barbie doll. That's called the 80s right there. I was a Barbie doll in a plastic bag. And so, um, but I was so proud. I have no idea what my brother is. And then just getting dressed up and the pictures and all the things. And guys, listen, we are gonna talk about all those things today. So I know you're like, I want all the ideas. We're going to get there. I promise we're going to get there. But when I also think about traditions, um, I had a memory when I was just praying about all this um, of a tradition I don't have a picture of. Um, And what, what you need to know about me is growing up for me is my parents were divorced when I was just born, okay? So I never remember my parents together. Um, And so my dad lived in Lubbock, Texas, 
Go Tech. Um, and my, I grew up until I was 12 in Amarillo, Texas with my mom. So Amarillo and Lubbock are about, I got some excitement for the panhandle over there. Um, Amarillo and Lubbock are about two hours apart from each other. Okay, so every other weekend, my dad would drive to Amarillo, pick me and my brother up and drive us back to Lubbock. Okay, that was just our life. In between Lubbock and Amarillo is a small nothing town that has cotton and a McDonald's called Plainview. And my dad would stop at this McDonald's and I would get a Happy Meal and a Dr. Pepper. Now, it was a big deal. Like I remember, y'all, I love cheeseburgers from McDonald's. I like love that they're on the dollar menu. And so um, anyway, so that was what I would do with my dad. And he would sit and he would talk to us and he would catch up. He's like, hey, how's school been since the last time I've seen you? Like, hey, what did, do you, are you still liking volleyball? What do you think about dance? Tell me about your friends. And then I get to play in the plastic playground. And, I, and it didn't matter. My dad got me a Dr. Pepper if it was late at night or whenever. And that was special. And as I'm thinking about this talk, I was like, God, you know what? When I did that with my dad, I felt valued, cared for, and known. And guys, I felt those things here too, but I really felt it when I was at McDonald's with my dad every other week. And that is a tradition. It's not typical. I don't have pictures of it, but it's a tradition. And here's the thing. Here's why we need to talk about this. We need to talk about this is because traditions can be an avenue directly to your child's heart. Like, I literally remember most of these things, okay? And they made me feel valued, cared for, and known, And so today, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, well, what can we do to make sure we're doing those things? So the first thing, I'm going to walk you all through three questions, okay? So you're going to take your traditions that you're doing at home, whatever it may be, typical or atypical, and you're going to walk through three questions, okay? And so the first question is, um, are you building relationship in your tradition are you just simply walking through a dead ritual? So sometimes we do things because we think, oh my gosh, I have to do that because everybody else is. But are they feeling valued, cared for, and known in that? Or are they just kind of hating life? Look how fake my son's face is as he's at the advent calendar wreath. Okay, let's evaluate that. Leslie, let me tell you, this is when Bubba was two. He hates dressing up. So the tradition of we all are a family that dresses as a theme for Halloween, well, it's a burden to his soul, even at two. Like, this is with Shelly Allmeyer's kids. And I remember this. And Shelly and I are like, no, let's try it again. No, 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 we're gonna make it work. And like, I'm like, are you kidding me? And Bubba's like, I hate my life. So guys, Are we building relationship? Uh, No. Or are we walking through something that's just dead and we feel like we have to do it? Okay, so as we dive into this, let's look at what a tradition is, okay? So at the top of your handout, we're gonna go through these all, y'all, you type A's out there, we're gonna fill in these blanks. It's gonna feel so good. Okay, so tradition, what is a tradition? Hey, Google told me, so this is not genius work here. Google says passing, a tradition is passing on of customs or beliefs from generation to generation. It's just passing on what you know to other people, okay? But as I was looking up traditions, this one lady's name kept on popping up. Her name's Meg Cox. Y'all, I have not read her book 
It's called Family Tradition Something. It's a secular book, but she has had a passion for traditions because she realizes what a big deal they are in knitting a family together. She's actually a quilter, as I said, knitting. Anyway, but I was looking up in this definition that she put of traditions kind of takes it to another level. And so it says, any activity that you purposely repeat together as a family that includes heightened attentiveness and that something extra that lifts it above the ordinary ruts of life. They're different from routines and habits because they're done with a specific purpose, thought, and intentionality. And don't you believe it? So I love her definition because I'm like, yes, I feel that, okay? But in here, like, if you've come here, you, you kind of might think, hey, well, what's the Christian view of a tradition? So here's the thing. Let's just walk through. Like in the Old Testament, we've got us in the garden living in perfect relational harmony. Not us, but y'all know. Adam and Eve in the garden. Relational harmony with Lord. And then we break that because we're like, ah, I got this. I've got it. So then we sin. And then the rest of the Old Testament, through patriarchs, through judges, through kingdoms, through exile, through silence, God is continually like, come back to me, come back to me, come back to me. And then he wants a relationship with them. And then he's like, well, they can't do this on their own, so I guess I'll do something for them. The Old Testament happens, and Jesus comes into play, okay? And he walking through the gospel, y'all, through Romans 3.23, it's like, we've all sinned. Check, we get that. All have sinned and fallen short of glory to God. But Jesus comes in and he covers our sin and makes a way for us to be with Christ, be with the Lord in a relationship with God. And so Romans 10, nine through 10, if you don't know this, if your kids don't know this, this is like, how do I become a believer in Jesus? If you confess, um, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And if it's with your mouth that you confess um, and are saved. So that's great news, y'all. And so we can have a relationship with God, our eternity with God after this life and have relationship with him after this life. But if we just stop there, we're missing so much. Because he wants a relationship with you now. He's like, I can do so much for you now if you just let me. And so that's what we're gonna do. Like Jesus literally changes everything, including your traditions. So now we're taking it not just from where we are now, but we're gonna give it another level. Like, what does that mean? And so that's why I'm like, relationship is a big deal. If God sent his son to have a relationship with you and me, then we should be, implementing that in our traditions with our kids. And so um, don't miss that, okay? Are you building a relationship in your tradition? Are you walking through a dead religion or ritual or religion? I said religion. I've said that a couple times, but it means are you walking through a dead ritual? Okay, second question. Oh, the relationship test. Didn't even get there. Did I get there? Um, okay, so how do you know? Like, am I having relationship? Well, just like I said with the McDonald's story, I felt valued, cared for, and known. And with a lot of those other traditions, I did too. Hey, so just put your, your tradition through that funnel. Are my kids feeling valued? Do they feel cared for? And guys, that can be with a meal. Big meals, scents, smells, all that can be exciting. 
You spent time on that. And do they feel known in that tradition that you're doing? Okay, so let's move on to question number two. Does this fit your family? Oh, this is so exciting. I know y'all are dying to fill in those blanks. Okay, so does this fit your family? Look at your, there's, first we're gonna start with, you have to look at your capacity in your season of life. I'm gonna walk through in a couple minutes some of the traditions I've done with my family and some of them may be over the top to you and I'm okay if you think that. But I want you to get through these two points where you can understand how they happened and when they happened because I feel like that's key. So you look at your capacity in season of life. That is just so much. If you've got little babies, three, two little babies, you're nursing, all that kind of stuff, just put that hat on and sit in that. Like, hey, this is where I'm at. But always be planning and looking for what's going to come up next and how you can prepare for what's next. Um, and then also, I love this one. Look at the uniqueness of your family. And so we're going to touch on that a little bit more. But like McDonald's, I doubt that's a tri- typical tradition that everybody was doing. But that was unique to me in my family situation. And so there's, I know there's a lot out there for you guys. And so I just put some verses up here, Galatians 1.10, just basically saying, hey, don't, don't look at what other people are doing and, 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 and want to please other people because, oh, I'm doing that too. And we're all doing that together. And then you're just miserable because no one's feeling valued, loved, and care, especially you. Make sure you look at your season of life and your capacity and put that through that filter and please the Lord because that's not pleasing to the Lord if you're just doing it for men. Check yourself. Um, and just Colossians 3, um, 2, it's always, always good for us to set our minds on things above and not on earthly things. Just make sure you're setting your mind on the Lord and what he wants you to do and what he's put in front of you instead on what everybody's doing. So with that, I'm going to walk through three different seasons of my life and traditions. So um, the first one is the Christmas holiday season. So what? Okay, so let me explain a little bit about this and the uniqueness of my family and how the capacity of my life changed to allow me to do some things that I'm doing now. Um, I live in a neighborhood in a block where this thing in October called National Night Out. Do y'all know about what I'm talking about? Okay, it's a big deal in my neighborhood and everybody's like trying to win like the sign and we came in third place one year, but that's irrelevant. Um, So um, anyway, And so every year, my neighbors love getting together and doing that. And there's six of us. We Who's doing games? Who's doing food? Who's going to go do all the admin stuff with the city of Richardson? All those things we take care of, okay? And we have had a blast. I have gotten to know everybody, even the people that never come out, because I have to get their signature to close off the block. It's intense. And so um, we do water balloon fights. We've done parades. We've done bike races. We've done scooter races, because you get the whole block, and cars aren't coming, and everybody's free. We've done pumpkin decorations. Um, pumpkin decorating contests, and we've had the elderly people judge, and we hand out prizes. Um, and then what's even more fun is the policeman comes at the end, and everybody gets to hop in the car and act like they're arrested. And so <laughs> that's our neighborhood night out. But I tell you that because that's just something that was happening on my block, and I took advantage of it. I capitalized on what was already there. And from there, I started coming like, oh, I do this thing called like the pumpkin gospel. Does anybody want to come and like send their kids over to my house? Because they knew me at this point. And hey, don't want to hide anything. I just um, share the gospel, but we carve a pumpkin. I won't hurt your kids. Da, da, da. And everybody's like, oh yeah, we'll send them down. And so then I've gotten to do that a little bit. 
Um, and then from there, um, I had a relation, got a relationship with a friend on the block who's a believer at another church, and she um, had a heart for the widowed. And so you, on my block, you're either widowed or you're very new and have babies. And so um, she made relationships with all these widows and would go visit them regularly because she had the time and the capacity for that because she had older kids. But then she's like, hey, Leslie, I think it'd be sweet if your kids came and we sing Christmas carols to them. And I'm like, oh, my kids, let's have the whole block. And so we would go and we would do, and we do it like at four, everybody meet at our house. It's never at my house, it's someone else's house. <laughs> and bring your cookies. I make a batch of cookies. We, pay, we put together like eight plates and then we go sing Christmas carols. Well, one year, so that happened for like a year or two. One year, um, my son is in an activity play at his preschool, and the teacher's like, your son's really into this. He took serious being a shepherd. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And also, side note, I'm serving at church in the children's ministry with a friend who's a couple um, um, steps ahead of me in mothering. And she goes, oh my gosh. And I told her about it. She goes, I've got a bin of clothes. We used to do this in activity play with our kids and friends. Well, can I give the bin of clothes to you? Because we're obviously out of that. And I was like, sure. So she gives me that. I do it for grandparents. And they're like, that's so cute. I literally, Bubba's just walking around in a circle. And we called him the wandering Israelite. And so, <laughs> and so, and then um, the next year we did it with community. And then this opportunity with the widows. And I was like, do y'all just want to come over? And since y'all don't get out a lot and come watch the activity play with little kids, it'll be crazy and fun, but let's just do it. So for eight years, this will be our ninth year we've been doing this. And I have 30 to 60 people, and that's what you see right here, that come and do the play. I've also gotten costumes from other churches um, at this point. Like, I have so many people. We've made backdrops. Um, we've had band performances beforehand, legit band performances. Um, and then we start by stopping for a minute and just telling everybody, hey, this is why we do this. I don't want my kids to think Christmas, Christmas, Christmas is about present, presents, presents. Here's the real presents. And it's gotten, my capacity was that I wanted to do it all. And then my husband's like, hey, what can I do? And I'm like, oh, you go share the gospel with everybody at first, tell them why we're doing this, and then we'll do it. I have learned how to pass things on and off. But this is a big tradition we do. I, I literally hold it loosely because I don't know how much longer we'll do it. Um, but... They rocked, those seventh graders rocked it with their first grade brothers last year, so I don't know. Um, and then, so that's what that's about. And that's a huge tradition we do. Guys, but I also like Santa Claus, okay? And I just tell my kids, there's a secret about Santa. It's a game, and when you figure it out, come talk to me. But don't go talk about it at school. They'll find out at school. Um, <laughs> warning. Um, and so, um, but we have fun with Santa pictures because a kid's always crying and I just think it's so fun. Um, and so sometimes we match in shirts. I'm flex. If I don't have the money or can't find cheap shirts, I'm not going to match. It's not that big a deal. We do pajamas the, at Christmas Eve, um, Santa's Village. Um, if y'all want to look into a live activity, this is not something I do every year, but walks a hatching activity, Google it. It's not close, but some other women ahead of me have done it. Um, it can be a little crazy, but it is a really fascinating experience. They have the, the actual camels with Mary on a camel. It's a town, the Bethlehem's bustling, but they're like, someone says the Messiah is born. <laughs> and like Roman guards are walking everywhere. So it can scare small children. <laughs> um, but we've done that. Rob prefers for me to go with my, friend, my mom friends and do that. Um, so again... I hold things loosely. Elf on the shelf, my kids are scared of because they think he's evil. 
but I want to try to make them fun this year. Um, Shane and Shane concert, Lights and cocoa. y'all know the drill, the regular things that um, can be doing. Um, I, one of the things I love is that I don't really do, we don't do sugar cereal at our house, but they do get it from Santa. And Sunday, Christmas morning, they can eat the whole box for all they care because mama's work is done. Um, and literally, they're like pouring it all day. Like, they're good, mom. Um, so those are just some of the things that we've done in the Barry family that are unique to us, okay? So some of them may be overwhelming, some of them not. Um, but that's just kind of where all that came from. The next one is Easter as we look into spring. These are just some of the things I've done in my home. Um, Every year, I love, um, we'll start, you know, y'all can look up resurrection rolls. Really easy, really fun. You just get some crescent rolls. Jesus is the marshmallow wrapped, you know, in the white cloth. You put some seasonings on them for oiling and anointing. And then you bake them and it's gone, right? The marshmallow disappears. And so really cute and fun. Um, another thing we've done is somehow... I like to do like an activity scene, an activity, I'm sorry, resurrection scene. And so I've got lots of boys front end, so we use Legos. But y'all, you can use little people. What are those other Shopkins? You can use whatever you have at home. This should not be expensive. I get a bowl um, of dirt because we haven't planted plants yet and just make the scene. At this point, oh, this is Friday, um, Good Friday. Jesus has gone in the tomb. The guards are guarding it. Okay, so Sunday morning, I go get Jesus out. I roll the rock away. The guards are on their back. And I hide Jesus in the house because he was seen by more than 400 people after the resurrection. And so the kids can look for him. Where's Jesus? He's in the living room, you know? And so um, it's just something fun I do in the morning while we're making our resurrection rolls. But that's just kind of been a fun thing for my little kids. I don't know how long that will last as my kids get older. But this is something I love. I love flowers. I love spring, just celebrating new life, new, um, it's just, you know, after things been brown and yucky for so long. And so what we do is we get pots and we plant, uh, paint them. They can put a cross on there. I put a spiritual one on there, but we have had Batman painted on some of them, okay? So the kids are free to paint what they want, but the meaning is we're planting a plant to signify new life. New life in Christ, the old has gone, the new has come. So those are just some things that we do for Easter. I also love to always review with them. I, y'all probably heard of the resurrection eggs. Y'all can buy these. Watermark does them. You'll get them here if you attend here easy. It's like an advent with eggs. Um, And so you can do that 12 days leading up to um, Easter. Okay, so the last thing that we kind of like really let go big on is birthdays. So obviously I liked cakes, but I did not carry that tradition on. I'll get like, oh yeah, let's get cupcakes at um, Walmart or something right before. But what I do go big on is banners. I love them. And now the kids are serious about their banners. And so there's things on there that are there's some family jokes on there. There's things that they like, but they wake up. There's their banner, their presents, and it's just exciting. And their baby book is out. And so right over here is a horrible picture of me, but what we do for the nest. Um, Anyway, and so my oldest turned 13 last year. And so my kids love to see me cry. They think it's hilarious. And so, and Rob thinks it's kind of funny too. And so there I am in the morning, apparently, right before school and I'm walking through when Jackson was born and I'm crying. 
And they, Rob just took pictures um, because it was funny. But we just kind of walked through. Was I the cutest baby? And we're talking about, you're the cutest baby. You're all the cutest, you know, whatever. And, and it's just fun to be celebrated. They love all that. Um, and so we do donuts. And then at family dinner, we just have a family dinner. And everybody goes around and says three sweet things about them. The boys usually say ridiculous things until I'm like, no, be sincere. And they'll, they'll get something out. But we just encourage and kind of like a love bombardment. So that's some of the things that we do in my family. Those seem big. And so I hope you don't feel underwear, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. But that fits the uniqueness. And it's gone. And I hope you see how it's just grown. And one thing's been added in time to my family. I want y'all to know that Christmas play I do. Some years we've gone all out and done s'mores afterwards. Kids stayed late. One year we did a movie afterwards. I think last year Ray went home within an hour. So be flexible. We were exhausted and we're like, we're going to do the play and then everybody can leave, okay? Um, We obviously stay and talk and connect with people, but I am flexible within each tradition. Um, Small things. Guys, let me tell you something. Every Friday, except today, um, is Family Fun Friday. So what is Family Fun Friday? Nothing exciting and big, but Rob's like, Family Fun Friday means mom and dad both take you to school. That's what it means. Because Rob doesn't have to go to work and we're both home. And so I get my coffee. The olders are like, oh my goodness, they're both in the car. And then we turn up the music and we're just like all the things. Um, But, and we're just talking and laughing and we drop the kids off and their little sister roll the window down and be like, I love you, baby. I mean, and they are embarrassed, whatever. Um, That's Family Fun Friday. Family Fun Friday may just be that. Or it may extend to a movie night, game night with the family. It just depends on what's going on. I hold Family Fun Friday loosely. I did not this morning because I had to shower and do my hair for y'all. And so, um, but that's a little thing. Slurpees after the first day of school. Ice cream after the last day of school. Going into our friend's house and just jumping in their pool the last day of school because we're hot. Things like that are little traditions that we've done over the years that are easy, breezy, no-brainers. Okay, So think, what fits my family and what's your capacity and uniqueness? The third question I want you to think about is what should you start, stop, and keep? Okay, so I've spoke a little bit about this, but let's talk about what this means. So girls, I'm giving you permission to nick something. Be free, okay? If one man considers one day more sacred than the other and another man considers every day alike, each one should be fully convinced in your own mind, okay? Romans 14, five. Girls, just be convinced. Like, hey, this is working, this is not. We need to let go of it or we need to start something new. Um, The second one is be flexible. So what's really fun about this is um, I've already talked to this a little bit about how I've been flexed and I've changed things up. I still do the same thing, but sometimes we won't do all the things depending on what else is going on. I, I was talking to Gigi Mason, um, one of our admins here, and she was telling me that one year, she goes, you know how Christmas, as y'all saw, is overwhelming, okay? It can be completely overwhelming. And she goes, so I just looked at the kids and I said, tell me your top three favorite things we're doing and that's what we're doing. And she did. She goes, I listed all the traditions we do at Christmas and they gave me their top three and that's what we did. She was gonna, hey, let's just be free and let's be flexible. I love that. Um, so as your kids grow up and you're like, we can't do all these things, ask them. Um, and be fun. If we're not being fun in our traditions, then we're doing something really wrong. Um, and so I put just, you know, God's come to give us life and life to the full. And relationships They can be hard, but they can also be fun and an enjoyment. 
Um, one year, <laughs> we took the kids to the fair, and it was just the two boys at first that we had. And so we went, we ended up spending way too much money, not in our financial capacity, and it was just too much of a beat down. So we never went again. And we were hoping they forgot about it. Well, you don't forget about it when everybody gets pictures in front of big techs like, we're at the state fair. I mean, if you live in the Dallas area, it's like, everybody's going. So, of course, we knew the day would come when they're like, why don't we go? I mean, it's like, oh, so sad. And so, um, we sat down with them. We said, okay, next year when you're all in school, we'll go to the fair and we'll save up for it. This could be a tradition or I may just, we just may nix it again, but we're free in that. Um, And then another year, as y'all can see, Jackson excited, my oldest with that advent picture I had. I decided on a whim to do two advents. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, But I got lost in comparison, and I was at a mom's in prayer one morning, and another mom was like, you don't change up your advents? Oh. And I was like, and you know, it was just a comment. And then I tried to be like, real like, oh no, I don't. My kids need to hear things repeated to them. You know? It was like I was defending my advent. And then I went home thinking, I'm not changing up my advents. Y'all know how it is. I know I'm not alone in this. And then, um, and then another girl, I don't know, I think I was convicted because I wasn't, this is ridiculous, doing enough crafts with my kids. Right? I don't, know where, I don't know where Satan snuck that idea. And so it was like, you're not doing enough advents. Why aren't you changing it? You should do crafts. There happens to be a craft advent. I'm okay if you do it, okay? I just don't. Um, but this one year, this friend was like, you can totally do it. You're, you've got this. And so I was like, great, I've got this. I'm gonna do it. So every night, it's this crazy advent where there's packets and everybody puts together stuff and there's glue, there's googly eyes and we were doing sheep. I will not forget it. It was like yarn and sheep and googly eyes. Two of them were crying. One of them was like, mine looks horrible and like laying on the floor. And my, Jackson was 11 at the time and he looked at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, we're, I was like, in the sheep said, you know, I'm like reading the Advent. And he, then he's like, it's like, woman, you're not hearing me. He put his hand on my head and he goes, stop, mom. And he looked at my eyes, he goes, this is not who we are. And I was like, he was right. Like my kid had to tell me to stop. Y'all, we stop against everything in me to stop, you know, like, oh, my yes will be yes. You know, no, we stopped the Advent. Because I remember he goes, Mom, look, they're crying. It's like he had to like bring me back to, this is not, they're not feeling valued, cared for, or known. Stop it. So um, we did. And it's funny because I'll see like day 22 left. Like I was going through something like they're all listed. I like I stopped at like day 14. I'm like, oh. So um, girls, be free. That's what I'm having to say with this. Just be free. No one to start, stop, and quit. Um, so, okay, last month I was with my mom and um, we went to this um, craft bazaar and, which is funny coming off a craft story. So my mom's really crafty and sparkly and stuff and likes jewelry. And so um, she had asked me last year, hey, you want to go to this craft bazaar? I was like, okay, I was like, oh. And so I went and I was like, oh, I like these things here. And so we spent like three hours there and it was really fun and I got me ideas and, um, and it was just me and my mom. And so there's not a lot of times, I think as you get older, where it's just you and mom. I'm talking like you now and your mom because the littles are always with, with you and they want to be all over grandma and all over you. And so, which is great. 
But I had realized that moment, like, I have not done just a lot of with my mom. And so this year, hey, that bazaar's again. She brought it up. Do you want to go? And I'm like, well, of course I do. So, hey, Rob, you've got the kids. I'm out to a craft bazaar. Peace, you know. Um, I got to get the family ornament, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> I'm like, new tradition. Anyway, um, and so um, <laughs> I go with my mom. We have a great time. And guys, I just, I know that that filled my mom's cup. And I haven't done that in a while. Wow. I really haven't. And so we went to have Mika Cena afterwards. I'm like, sure, Mexican food's my love language. And so it was a great time. And so I'm like, I just started a tradition at 42, guys. It's never too late to start. My mom and I, I can't, it, did she feel, feel valued, cared for, and loved, and did it build a relationship? Oh, you better believe it. She told me things about her and her medical conditions I didn't know about. I was like, I should be knowing about these things. Second, like, does it fit my family? Yes, Rob can stay home once a year on an October day where I can go to a craft bazaar. It fits. Um, I might save up a little bit more money, though, for it next year. And then three, start, stop, and keep. Oh, I'm keeping it. And there might be some things I start with it. I mean, I got some bracelets, so I might turn into Lauren Daigle or something next year and, like, come up to here. So... So many opportunities and growth places, but guys, it passed the test. And I say that to encourage you. There's so many traditional traditions out there, but think outside the box. Um, and I hope that's what you hear today, is that um, this is just another avenue to build relationships that God is using to be intentional with us and to grab our hearts. Because at the end of the day, he made us feel value, known, and cared for when he sent Christ to die for us so that we can be with him forever. And not just then, but now. So let's do that with our traditions, okay? Um, we are gonna have table time Landed the plane at 10.50. And so for the next 10 minutes, you guys, those were the three questions we did to ask yourself. Are your traditions building relationships? Do your traditions fit your family? And do what do you need to start, stop, and keep? And then the next slide is um, our table time questions. So we're gonna just talk through those. And then I threw in, what's your favorite one that you're doing? Um, because we all love ideas. And we're gonna come back about 11, and we are gonna hear from three of my sweet friends that are really creative and God has done a mighty work in them, and they're gonna share all their ideas. So don't worry, that's why this whole side's blank. With their emails, so you can just hound them for more ideas. Okay, so y'all look at table times, questions. All right, we're back. Okay, I hope y'all had some great conversations, but we are about to enter into the land of lots of traditions. Okay, um, mm, all my things. Okay, so I love the nest, and one of the reasons why I love it is because we can get the practical ideas. I've gotten some great ideas from women that I've sat with at tables or I've heard women speak on. And so as we go into this, there's just a lot of stuff y'all are gonna hear. And you know, the NEST stands for nurture, encourage, strengthen, and train. We're harping a lot on the training right now, okay? So just keep that in mind. You don't have to do all these things, okay? Just keep a good, I just wanna encourage y'all to keep a good perspective. The three ladies I have up here, before I introduce them, I want y'all to know that they are good friends with one another, okay? 
they're kind of like the best of friends. They are also in what we call a community group here at Watermark. And so they hold each other accountable in how they're following the Lord, loving their husbands and their families. And so they've talked about this a lot with each other. They're also wired differently and they see things differently and they talk about that with each other, okay? And so as we walk through each one of these girls, I want you to know, that's why I was so stinking excited to have them because they've done things different and they're friends and they've worked through each other, worked through um, all of that with each other. And so I was like, what a great time to share. So here's my panel. We'll go ahead and show you the pictures of their family. Um, right over there, we got Miss Randy Weideman. Um, she has been a member here forever. She teaches at Women's Bible Study. So if y'all seen her face, you've seen her face, right? Um, and so I hope a lot of y'all know her. I love Randy because she is all the things big and loud, okay? So I know a lot of y'all might not be that, but some of y'all are, okay? And you both right, be taking sure. some notes because Randy's got it. Our second person, Sally Dean. Y'all, funny story. When I first met Sally Dean and her husband, I called her Mrs. Dean. Um, it was a joke so, because I thought she, her husband had worked at the Dallas campus a long time ago, and I thought her husband was someone else. It was just this big, funny story. So she's always Mrs. Dean to me, but that's not who she is. Um, highly creative, love her heart and all that, and she was a no-brainer as far as what it looks like to love differently with traditions. And then our girl, Jessica Davis, thick in the middle of four boys, young and all that kind of stuff. And I know that she can preach flexibility like nobody's business, but still not beat herself up. And so that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have all three of these girls up here is to give y'all some different perspectives. So um, I want them just to kind of walk through. We'll start, um, which way did y'all want to start? I don't care. Um, Okay, start with Randy. And Randy's just going to give her heart behind how she does traditions. Okay, so first off, that is my family photo because that describes us with traditions. We love them, absolutely. <laughs> and so that's my Matt and my McKinley, who's nine, and Mercy Bell, who is three, and we're in the process of adopting right now. And as much as I love traditions, my nine-year-old especially is like, she is all about traditions. Um, and how the Lord wired me is that I show love and show Jesus through fun. And because I'm this extreme personality, and I know that, right? Like a lot of my stuff is big and loud, but the heart of it is because I want everybody around me to know that they are so loved and that Jesus loves them. So try not to get um, overwhelmed by the bigness, but um, I hope you don't miss the heart in the traditions I share today. Awesome. Love it. All right, Sally. And I'm Sally, and there we are in the middle. I have twins that are five, and we are also getting to love a sweet little three-and-a-half-month-old right now, not pictured. And my sweet husband, we've been married for 11 years. What? <laughs> and um, I laughed when Leslie asked me to be on this panel because I was like, I don't keep anything the same. I don't have any traditions. I grew up in a family where my mom would some years make fajitas for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> And um, That's a great one, idea. <laughs> one year we did a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Like we chucked the old tree and sprayed a tree white, and that was our tree. Like I just, I grew up in this kind of, um, the, the heart is the same, but everything kind of changes. And so, um, that's what I thought at first, like, I do not qualify for a traditions panel, but as Leslie just, I mean, there are so many small things that we do where the heart is the same. Um, and then I have realized, oh, we do do, we do that thing. We do the McDonald's thing, or, you know, the, in that example, we do something um, that, that we repeat because we love it. Um, 
And I, as I talk about mine, each season we are trying to remember the gospel. Obviously, that's our heart here. Um, and then we are intentional to observe creation as it changes throughout the year. So as I looked at seasons, um, just as a heart to really look at God's beauty because it teaches us so much about him. Um, and then just connection and how we can love and serve other people too. We're so much about us as a family unit. This is all of our heart, right, to build connection and closeness. But then how can we look outward? Because that is an area where we want to grow and how can we make that part of our rhythm every year? And yes, I am not high capacity by any means. Like I am not 20 things at each holiday. I am so not that. And I have, over the years, um, you know, five years of being a mama, it's like, okay, I've had to really let those things go and just pick my really favorite ones. So I love to celebrate these who do it big, you know, and friends that are doing it small in different ways. And um, I just want to be the representative for the not high capacity here. <laughs> so there we go. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right, Jessica. Um, and like Leslie said, I'm Jessica Davis, married to James for 11 years, and we do have four boys, seven, five, two, and eight months. Jude Jones, Jackson, Jet. And um, the really, cutest. number three Squeezable. is a lot happier than that normally, but you know, he's two and a half, so what <laughs> family can you photos. Do? Family <laughs> it's life. Um, so, when it comes to traditions for our family, my, my motto is um, presence over performance. I have often gotten caught up in overextending myself, trying to find this perfect holiday rhythm or event, um, experience, moment, even down to. Um, family fun night, like the littlest thing, the biggest of things. Um, and I am just expecting my family to perform. And so I was overlooking, like to Leslie's point earlier, I was completely overlooking um, my unique family dynamics. And so I will be your representative for all things flexible, especially with four little boys. And so I um, even wanted the perfect documented picture to prove that it all happened. Um, I know we've all been there, right? And sometimes you get it, and it's wonderful, and it's sweet, and I love to see yours, and I love to share mine, and sometimes it's just a burden, and I'm just stressing everyone out. Um, so instead of expecting them to perform, I decided we just need to be present. Present. All we need is our presence. All we need is just um, a little bit of peace and a little bit of each other. And so I keep it flexible now. I decided that stress completely distracts me, and it takes my presence away from my people. And so now I have figured out the flexibility just breathes life into me and my whole family. I love that. Okay, great. Well, we're going to start with, <clears throat> so we're going to start with the, ex, the little daily connections we have with our kids. So mealtime and dinner time. Now, here's the thing. I kind of went about like, these traditions or these knots, you know what? They're the something extra that lifts us above the ruts. And so I like that definition because these are the things that these ladies are doing on the regular, not every day, but on a, on a regular basis that lifts the um, normal things a little bit higher. And so we're gonna start, um, we have some pictures and we're gonna get to all that, but why don't we just start, I have Randy um, with some of the things that you do. Yeah, so our meal time um, is... And I, this is one of my favorite things that we do in our house. Okay, so that's our kitchen table. And you can't really tell. It was a wood table, but we got a plexiglass made, like $100 to fit our table. And every year when the Christmas cards come, that's pre, that's December 1st, um, we put all of our Christmas cards underneath that plexiglass. And so every night throughout the entire year, we have this wooden dice. And the girls, at dinner time, they get to roll it. And whosoever picture it lands on is the family that we pray for at dinner time, and it is so sweet. And every kiddo that comes into our house is like, where is my picture, and when are y'all praying for me? Um, so 
love that mealtime tradition. And then one of our favorite bedtime traditions, and we just started that this year. So McKinley's in third grade at Olson Elementary in Allen, and we feel just so passionate about being a light in public schools. And so part of that, though, is being on mission um, in our public school. And so we have a jar with popsicle sticks of the names of every one of our classmates and every, like, sweet friend that we have at Olson Elementary. And so every night at, um, before she goes to bed, she pulls a name um, of a friend and we talk about that friend at school. Sometimes she knows them really well, sometimes she doesn't, but we always pray for them to know how much Jesus loves them. Hmm. Um, and if they are not as, n- not, they're struggling to be nice, we just pray for kindness and um, all the things. And so that's just been really, a really sweet bedtime tradition. I love that. I love that. I will jump in. So um, our, I mean, just on thinking about daily traditions, um, most mornings, um, so my kids are home with me full time all the time. And we, um, we feed our body and we feed our heart. That's our thing in the morning. So as we're eating, I'll just have some form of, um, some form of gospel happening over them, whether it's um, our, we have a children's Bible and we read from, I have um, my kids are five, so, you know, Child's Story Bible is a little bit more narrative. Jesus Storybook Bible is wonderful, too, or um, whatever is simple and great, but just feeding the heart as we feed the body. Um, and that is tradition when we do it, and we, we don't do it every day, but that's, that's our, our goal. And we plug away at a memory passage together, and sometimes I fail miserably and for a month haven't thought about it. You know, um, there's grace. And then often um, I use a chocolate chip on the tongue because God's word is sweet. And sometimes we need to just remember that. Um, and then just on the dailies, um, we love to read aloud. We love to read stories. Like we just really connect over stories. And sometimes a huge spiritual truth will happen in a story that is not me saying it, not Caleb saying it, not preaching at our kid, but just reading the truth. Um, so just really, um, that is such a tradition in our home to... Um, sit with tea, just me and the kids sitting with some warm drink, hot cocoa tea or something, and just reading together, and then at night, as it is our routine, and it is how we connect, and how we talk, and how we get big ideas through, and, and then singing our, kid, our kids their song, like a special song, just a simple thing, but that's tradition, um, and then Saturdays are pancakes with daddy, that is simple and sweet, and that is huge, you know, when we don't have it, it's like, oh, what has happened to our day? Um, and then just mealtime, a, a discipline for us is mom and dad, no phones at the mealtime. It's so hard. Um, but that is, that is something. And y'all, mealtimes with littles, complete insanity. I know you understand <laughs> this. Um, but just aiming for the, the, just to look at everyone in the eye at mealtime and um, just to say you matter and let's talk about our day. And it's, we use it as a time to just model about feeling words, like emotional words. And well, when were you frustrated, Daddy, at work today? Or what was something that you felt disappointed about? And just letting that be part of our conversation at night. And um, it's not always that way because sometimes we're just surviving to get the food in the mouth. Um, but but that's, that's tradition with us, simple and sweet. Love it. All right, Jessica. Um, so um, I'll start with bedtime for us. I am always aiming for um, connection and peace. And so we have the same 
singing um, situation at home, we have special songs for all the boys, and um, sometimes they are, Lord, I need you, and they're precious, and sometimes it's true colors, and some are over the rainbow. By Cindy Lauper? Yes. Yes. In every way. Yep. Her version. Yes. Um, Jess loves the music. The music queen. Version. Music is our culture. I yep. Love it. I love it so much. Um, and so they have um, Edelweiss and Beautiful Boy from John Lennon. I mean, like, everything. So um, that's really special to us. And um, then I also just like to check on their heart and their day and kind of revisit if we had any conflict or consequences or issues at school or with friends or family. Um, and also check on if there's anything else um, to celebrate one last time for that day, whatever that celebration may be. Um, James recites each of their um, life verses. We have life verses for each of the kids. Um, if you don't, it's not too late. Do it. It's special. Um, our boys are learning to memorize them. Um, they're hefty, so we don't have high expectations right now. Um, he gives them a blessing from number six that his father gave him. Um, and it's, um, may the Lord bless you and keep you, so on and so on. Um, and then prayers together. Um, Mealtime, um, I have this incredible little jar full of questions. Um, As you see, her son's pondering the question. He's right pondering. There. He's totally pondering. Y'all, that was like two nights ago. Um, this is fantastic. Watermark Children's Team came up with all of these a few years ago. And you have them in a strips. They have them all prompted for you. There's some blank ones where you can write your own. We have all of these printed for you at a resource table after the nest. That resource table is going to be it's just going to be Pretty right out there. We're going to have lots of resources. This is one of the resources we'll have for y'all. When you leave, you can grab it. These questions we have found lend towards um, intentional faith learning, theology, which is the study of God's character and nature. Um, we um, hear their hearts on life. We laugh. Um, we talk about scripture. It bends towards everything. And like I said, you can write your own too. So we find that to be super helpful and sweet for mealtime. Um, also on the mealtime um, situation, I included um, lunch, lunch um, lunchbox notes. Um, easy peasy to write our kiddos sweet little lunchbox notes. Um, some things that I got that um, just build in a little extra are these indescribable lunchbox cards. There's two different sets, Amazon, five bucks for a set. Um, and it's literally indescribable is indescribable lunchbox cards um, by Louis Giglio. And um, they'll have funny... Um, or interesting facts about our world today. Some of them have scripture, some of them have a little prayer, and then I write a note on the back of them. Um, That's sweet. Love those. Mm -hmm. And then um, we also just got these, have you heard of tinytheologians.com? Mm -hmm. um, it is this fantastic resource. Um, I can't remember if it's on this slide. Um, I, put yeah. the, I put the website right Okay, up. great. So it's these cards right here, and then I brought, I have three sets, they have tons of sets, but I brought three sets for you to look at if you want to come check them out. The ABCs of God's Attributes, ABCs of the Names of God, and um, this one's also the ABCs of theology. Thank you, Sally. Look at mm -hmm. my little Vanna White over here. And so they're beautiful, front and back. Um, they handle big words like atonement and baptism, ba baptism and faithful and holy and so on and so on. Um, and so we find these super helpful to discuss at mealtime or even in discipline. Hey, run over there and find out what God represents and who we want to be. Um, or even just you need to get a couple minutes of reading in, grab five cards and read about those. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, so simple ways just to up the ante um, at mealtime. I'm pretty sure we covered all of them. One of the things I want to add is um, kind of like everything they're saying. This fall, I was praying, and I was like, I just want to give my kids three things that I pray over them to remember, remind that they can recall who God is. And so when I pray with my kids at night, I'm like, Lord, I pray that they know that you are their rock, redeemer, and rest. And now they're saying it back to me. And I just started that two mm. months ago. And so kind of with the Acts prayer, you know, if you acknowledge who God is, so Lord, you are our rock, you are our redeemer, and rest, and um, walking through that with them. Um, and now they're saying it back to me. So just 
find that one little thing that is easy peasy, you know, um, so that you're building in like, hey, here's who God is. He's your rock so you won't be shaken. And then I do what Jessica does. If I'm talking to him throughout the day, like, hey, that situation, that makes you feel unsure and you're mad. But remember, he's your rock. You know, you can rest in him, you know. And so um, you can use that or find whatever, find two or three things to describe who God is and your kids will start repeating them back to you. It's kind of fun. Okay, so we're gonna move on to, what are we moving on to? Because it's, oh, fall, thank you. Yay. Okay, so we're, we're leaving fall. Fall lasts for like three seconds in this area. And so um, we're going to have, let's start with Randy, and you can talk about the little thing you got off Pinterest and some other stuff you do. Okay, well, I'll start at Thanksgiving then. Yes, and so, or whatever you want to start. <laughs> one, I have to tell you two things about us. One, my in-laws own a costume store and a prop shop. And so when you're related to people that have everything. It's awesome. You have access to everything. So I married fun. into the right family. Okay, and then two, um, I love Pinterest and Etsy. Okay, <laughs> look them up. I just like look up Thanksgiving fun and like the brilliance of people, you know. Yeah. And, I think it was Millie years ago when I was sitting in the nest. He was like, copy moms that have done it awesome. Like, don't feel bad. And so I'm a copier <laughs> and it's wonderful. Okay, so for Thanksgiving, one of our favorite things is just the Thanksgiving gratefulness game. And we can play this at our Thanksgiving table. We're going to play it all of November at our table. But um, we just have a jar with different colored popsicle sticks. And the kids pull one, and it's great even for Mercy at three because she's learning colors, and so she thinks that's so fun. And then she can tell us a person she's thankful for or a place or a thing, and so that's, that's really sweet. And then um, we do a little Friendsgiving, and I just look up Thanksgiving games. And so, like, turkey tag, and we do a big, like, every family has to go on a turkey hunt and find all the turkeys. And, I mean, I could talk about games all day long, but... <laughs> Friendsgiving, it's so fun. Email her. Do you do this with um, people on your block? Like, who do you do Friendsgiving with? No, Friendsgiving is really, it's, it changes every year. And so McKinley gets to choose um, right now. She gets to choose like four families that from school or from our neighborhood that she's like, come on over and do Friendsgiving. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, sweet. so it changes. Awesome. Okay. All right, Sally. So... We, I have little scavenger children. Maybe you guys have scavenger collector children. Mm -hmm. We go out and they collect acorns all fall. Um, and so then we started when they were, I guess when they were two. So that's a tradition we've done in three years. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, we collect leaves in our neighborhood and we, it's add a little danger and it's like a total win. So we, I put beeswax in a crock pot. I bought like a tiny little crock pot on a used website, you know, like a Facebook thing for $2. And so I dedicated this little crock pot to beeswax. So we go collect our leaves and then we dip them and we make a Kids would love that. mantle um, oh of our leaves. Like we put it across our mantle. Y'all, they faded, whatever, you know, they're falling apart, but my kids are so proud of our leaves. And it's just a really sweet way to celebrate how God makes things beautiful and when the leaves fall off they're dying and that's beautiful and how when we are dying and surrendering you know like there's so much to it we can learn and um and then also I think of fall and I think of us trying to eat as much pumpkin spice you know all the pumpkin autumn spices all of the ginger and the cloves and all of that and just the smell, and I want our kids to think of, oh, warmth and coziness and all the fun we had together um, just when they smell those things. 
Um, and then one thing that we do is that we do a thank you for all the everyday service people. So um, we make, I have them help me make pumpkin bread or something, something simple. And um, we've shared it with our mailman, just wrote a little note, thank you for serving us. And um, trying to catch the trash men and like, thank you. And, um, so just the, the people that we see all the time that we're always thankful for, but don't get to say it often. Mm, that's sweet. Um, also, um, so sometimes I um, do the big, fun, fantastic things, and sometimes I do the small, um, intentional little things. Um, so I have a little mixture of both of them. Um, but Randy and I both throw um, big Halloween block parties. We find that it's a really easy holiday to engage with our neighbors. Um, it's kind of less intimidating for them to um, participate and have fun. Um, at mine, everyone contributes to this grill out. It's kind of a potluck. At Randy's, they provide like this host of and feast of hot dogs and chips and all the fun Real things. Fancy. Um, <laughs> and the hot dog uh, lady in the neighborhood. <laughs> she has like one of those big hot dog thing, maker things, like the spin. That's so 80 fancy. hot dogs. Um, uh, so we just want to take a second to say if you have any idea, any questions about how to throw a block party or um, big party, email us. Let us know. Ask us all the questions. We love those things. Um, so practicing thankfulness, kind of like Randy's little popsicle sticks that we. We've done thankfulness wreaths with leaves, and you create a wreath. This year, Target Dollar Spot came in for the win and gave me this little basket of thanks and apples that we can stick on, and that's what I did this year. So again, flexible, um, free, whatever we want it to be, practicing thankfulness. Um, and for now, if you're not doing something for thankfulness this month, you've got two weeks left. Just write with a dry erase marker on your window something you're thankful for, and your kids yeah, can it's a color long on November. your November. Like, Take mm, advantage. Yeah, excellent, um, easy peasy, nothing to buy. If you take one little thing, like there's plenty of little things to just walk away with today, and that's one of them. Awesome. Um, and I love Jessica sent me this picture of just, guys, just the traditionally leaves fall off a tree. So make it fun. Hey, let's all go like, you know, get a <laughs> couple rakes out there and let the neighbors come and help rake them up. Two of my neighbors are here, Catherine and Lauren, and that's like our kids plus, you know, 20 others. Just gathering leaves and jumping in them and spreading them all over again and then doing it again, and it was... Those yeah, are things fantastic. that kids will definitely remember. Um, yes. Because it was so, so fun. Okay, so I think we're done with fall, right, ladies? And yep. so we're going to move on to Christmas. All right, let's do this. Um, Randy, why don't you start? Or is that where we I'll are? Jump in. No, let Sal go. Okay, okay, well, let Sally go. I'll keep joking. I'm obviously it. not following the outline. Okay, so Advent, y'all know Leslie mentioned her Advent funny stories. Um, it's just the season of waiting for Christ's coming, right? And um, usually the whole month of December. So I love to light candles. It's just so cozy. We do that. Um, and then I have typically picked out some kind of reading, some form of reading. And y'all know that we start out as moms with like infants, and we're like, I've got this, I'm going to do the, you know, the Jesse tree craft, and I'm going to have 25 ornaments that are theologically sound, and they are going to, you know, like I'm going to read my child this two-page thing about, you know, and that's how I started, and then I was like, oh, the attention span of a gnat, you know, and so just adjusting and being free and stopping when you're not a crafter, whatever it is, like just... A try. Try something, but also be realistic about you. Um, and so, yeah, put the Je I put the Jesse tree. It's just telling the story from creation all the way all the way to Christ's coming. It's really fantastic, but it was not fantastic for one-year-olds. Um, and so, yeah, this, yeah, I was I've done things from as simple as just a a brown box with twenty little holes in it. You know, like little drawers from Hobby Lobby. I just spotted it at Hobby Lobby, and I was like, I'm going to put a little tiny gift and a tiny little scripture in each one. That's about, that's what I'm gonna do when they were little. 
and then we've changed it up. We um, have, I read, I have this little Advent storybook. It's 24 stories to share before Christmas. I'm going to do this this year. Um, just a sweet little one-pager story um, each day. We're going to do that. And then, um, again, just what about your, Santa, what you need. your Santa book? Oh, yeah. And then we read all the Christmas books. And so this is my very favorite. It is um, Santa bowing down to Jesus, telling his favorite story. Santa's favorite story is the story of Jesus. And it's very sweet. It's called Santa's Favorite Story. If y'all can see, Santa tells the story of the first Christmas. Sweet illustrations. Love it. Um, and then we, we really love, we have a certain concert that we love to go to called Behold the Lamb of God. I know there's like a million concert options right now, and it's so stressful, right, like to get the tickets. Um, but that is the one we have done. My husband and I fell in love with this concert. Um, when, when we first got married, we would drive every year. So it's like us. It is so us. We've seen it every 11, all the 11 years, maybe we missed oh, one. So and so now my kids are part of that and we love it. And, um, yeah, I cry my eyes out and it can officially be Christmas once I've done that. <laughs> it's worship through music. And then, um, we also love because all year we're doing, uh, we, I mean, throughout the year we do Compassion International is a ministry that maybe a lot of y'all are familiar with where you get to sponsor a child in a another country, and we write letters, and we pray, and we get to support them, and so at Christmas, we actually sit down with a catalog, and we pick out an animal to send to another country, you know, like for them, not to send the animal from here, but to, for them to get, yeah, we don't, we don't mail a goat, but, um, you know, just a really sweet way to give a big gift, or really fun, the kids, just the novelty of it is hilarious, um, and then another thing, the last thing I'll mention is that we do handprint um, gift tags. So I just put ink on my kids' hands or feet, and we've done this every year, and we give it to the grandparents on the, on the top of a Christmas gift. And um, just the sweetness of watching their handprints grow, <gasps> you know, and um, trying to just make it, teaching our kids that the intentionality of wrapping a gift and making it thoughtful as much as I can um, so that's just a fun, sweet memory. And yeah. Awesome. Um, so at Christmas, we love, 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 love to host a big old party. Um, it's become our thing. And it's, um, we basically invite anybody we've ever met. I'd love for you all to come, please <laughs> come and enjoy. Hey, if you're looking to throw a party and you want to know how, come. Um, we do a projected backyard movie, um, a caroling hayride, a snowball fight, um, the works. And um, just a side note, this sounds really expensive. It does not have to be. Um, we use $1 marshmallow bags from um, Dollar Tree. I make one food item and invite everyone else to participate in the joy of giving some kind of dessert or appetizer. Um, this does not have to be um, a really big deal um, as far as money goes. Um, so everybody gets fed plenty. Um, it's easy peasy if you go that way. Um, we really love the mixture of believers and non-believers at this particular party. We see a lot of convos lead straight to Jesus. Um, we have a lot of incredibly intentional friends, um, that have loved on our neighbors or coworkers from my husband's office and have shared, um, their lives together. Um, just even in that moment or in that night, um, and we, um, in the middle of the movie that we show in the backyard, we always stop for an intermission, and James will share the Candy Cane Gospel. And I brought those for you guys to look at, um, and it's these little um, individually packaged candy canes, and um, the gospel is written on them, and it comes with, like, the gospel story based on the candy cane. And basically, um, and so everybody can get those. They're, like, 
40 of them for $7 on Amazon, and the company is called Scripture Candy. Um, so you can just search Scripture Candy, and they have tons of other stuff too, like harvest seeds. They're candy corn, and they have Scripture all over them. Um, fruits of the Spirit, mm. if you will. It's <laughs> hysterical. Y'all, it's gummy so beer? cheesy. I love it. Yeah, it's gummy. <laughs> like, it's just fruit snacks um, with Scripture all over them. And now I'm like... They're like, can we have fruit snacks if you tell me the fruits of the Spirit? Absolutely. And literally, they are listing all the fruits of the Spirit before we have them. So anyway, back to the Candy King Gospel. Um, so James will share that story. You know, um, it's J for Jesus, hook for shepherd, white for the purity of Christ, the virgin birth, red for Jesus dying on the cross, his blood dying on the cross and being shed for us. You can read it verbatim or use it as a guide um, to share with neighbors, your own kids. Um, love Scripture Candy. Um, real quick? Yeah. And I just want to say, I don't have a Christmas party, but we go to theirs. And y'all, some of your traditions in your family are going to be ones that others are hosting. And Great. jump on in and do what's, like, she is fantastic, the heart of hospitality right here. And we get to jump in and love. Amen. So. It's fun. Sweet. Don't forget that. Um, so Christmas morning, we do um, something we call stringing. You may have heard of it, or you do it yourself. Um, every little boy gets their own little ball of string that they have, uh, like, the night before Christmas Eve, James and I create a string maze for each of the boys to their first gifts of Christmas that are hidden somewhere in the house. And so when they open their door, their strings are waiting on them. And so they use their string, and they, like, roll it up, and they have to climb all over in and around the house to find their Christmas gifts that are hidden somewhere and tucked in a kitchen cabinet or <laughs> under a rug. I mean... Whatever it is. Um, I think we have a picture of them. With I, their balls. I oh, no, we don't. No, that's okay. I, I could pull it up. Um, no, it's okay. So it's um, super fun. This was just stemmed from knowing my kids, being a student of my kids. Mm. It's tactile. It's mysterious. It's adventurous. For my oldest, it's competitive. And it's, it's exciting for them. These are not my things. The Lord is sanctifying me through four boys. And so... <laughs> I just wanted to come downstairs and see my gifts on the mantle and play. This just engaged them in a new magical way. Um, other Christmas traditions you've heard several mentioned um, that we didn't want to let go was um, the gifts, the gift of Christmas at Prestonwood, the show. Um, they offer childcare for your littles, um, Santa's Village, Polar Express, and Grapevine. Um, there are so many things that DFW offers: ice skating, um, plan ahead, get in early, don't do it all, execute with flexibility. Pick your favorite. Pick your two favorites. Pick what you can afford. Pick what you got into, for crying out loud. Everything is backed up and is waiting list. Mm-hmm. And just run with it. If you don't get in that year, you don't get in. And just shed a tear and move on. Um, <laughs> Polar Express night, Deerfield lights. Like I think tons of people do things like that where you just go in your PJs, have your, your hot cocoa, and look at lights. Like Every age loves it. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, Randy, take it away. Okay, Christmas traditions. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I am a huge Santa person, and I know it's a split topic. It's a split topic in our community group, but um, I have this big heart for Santa with littles because um, we tell our littles that Santa, St. Nick, goes all over the world and gives gifts to tell people that Jesus is the best gift that's ever been given. And so Jesus's whole job is to tell everybody. Um, did I say Jesus' whole job? Santa's whole job is to tell everybody about Jesus. And so we kind of have this, came up with it a few years ago, kind of like our Christmas mantra. And it's that Christmas magic belongs to those who believe in right. things that are felt and often not seen. Um, Christmas magic belongs to those who believe in things that are felt and often not seen. It's up in that and mantra. it helps... For, I feel like I'm helping my sweet girls and neither one, I will not lie to my children, I don't wanna say that, but neither one are the age that they've asked yet. 
And so um, we're gonna cross that bridge because I'm not gonna lie to my, my sweet girls, but I believe there's something beautiful in teaching our kids um, to believe in the unseen. And so this is a sweet way to do that. Anyway, different conversation. Traditions, Christmas. Okay, so one, Christmas magic unleashes at our house on December 1st. Not a second earlier, we wait for Christmas magic. And on the morning of Christmas magic, December 1st, we have elves that appear. There's an elf for each child and they are hidden every morning. I don't do the super creative, all the things that you can do with elf on the shelf. I just hide them somewhere. So the girls race out of bed each morning and they find their elf. And with the elf is attached, it's been different every year, but um, last year it was an act of kindness. And so once they find their elf, they have a whole day to do that act of kindness. So it's just simple, like give a hug to someone who needs a hug that day. Or it might be a big thing, like go to the animal shelter as a family and love on an animal. Or bring cookies to um, a retirement community. So it's, it's different things. And then at dinner that night, we have to, with our elves, we have to report how we did that act of kindness. Love the elves. Okay. Um, <laughs> They are very, very magical. Um, okay, and then every Friday all year long at our house is Friday family movie night. And so we just get pizza and we watch a movie and the girls think it's awesome all year long. But at Christmas, it's extra magical um, because we have to premiere the best Christmas movies and in Weidman fashion, we go all out. And so in the morning, the elves appear with an invitation and so, like, if it's for watching The Grinch that night, it's the Hoobalation. And so we're going to go to Whoville, and I'm going to dress as a Grinch. That's that one. I look like I'm on the toilet. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and I act like the Grinch, and um, we drink green things, and it's tons of fun. Um, or they get golden tickets to the Polar Express. And that literally means, like, they, we just put on our pajamas and drink hot chocolate and watch the Polar Express. Um, and so, and that's tons of fun. We do Chronicles of Narnia and they, we have to get fancy and we eat Turkish delight, which like, I don't even know what that is, but it's something fancy. And so we eat it that night. And um, yeah, and so we, um, that's, that's us as elves. Um, then at dinner each night, I don't, I don't see a picture of it, but we want, I am like, yes, Jesse tree. If you know me, I'm like, yes, let's talk about Jesus all the time. But the Jesse tree for my littles was just too much. <laughs> um, and so we got one of those houses. You can imagine I'm at Hobby Lobby and they have the little doors, the 25 doors. And so I'm sure I got it on Pinterest, y'all, but because little kids love little figurines and I'm, if you email me, I'm sure I can email you the actual file of it all. But um it's just, it tells the Christmas story with little figurines. So like it's, I got little gold rings. And so that's when Mary and Joseph were engaged to be married. And so it's just the very small things that build the whole Christmas story. And they get to open those doors. And they think that's just very, very special. Um, we copied the berries as a community group. And we have done the community group nativity scene. And that was absolutely insane. And like... I thought it was the best thing ever. Some people in our community were like, not the best thing ever. So we didn't do it last year, but I'm hoping we're gonna re resurrect it, you know? Because I'm like, that's cuter than kids dressed as lambs. So adorable. I mean, I, they're adorable. True. It's adorable. It really is, yeah. Like, it was sweet for my soul. Um, so we're hoping we're gonna bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> See, I eyeball you? Yeah. 
Okay. And no pressure. Um, I had a very uncooperative child. I was like, this is not blessing that. us. I remember the angels that they all were, and it we'll was talk. wonderful. We'll yeah. Talk. Let's come together. My God neighbors get in a, we get an argument with, with my neighborhood of who's going to be married. I mean, oh, yeah. think about there's one girl, you know, mm-hmm. and then we've got all these guy angels. It's Privilege. just, yeah, I get it. It is. It's a big problem. Be flexible, ladies. <laughs> flexible. Yeah. Um, but fun. And, okay, so then with my big family, imagine lots of me. <laughs> it's a lot. And I'm one of five, and so that's just a lot. Um, but we do a big gingerbread house-making contest, and you guys should do this with your families. Like, it's so fun and easy. Um, and so we just put every family member's name into a pot and we just pull teams. It's like teams of three or four. We make sure there's adults with the littles. And I just unravel, imagine the big unveiling of all the candy because, you know, what's more fun than candy? And every team gets like a box of um, graham crackers and you just get an hour maybe longer with the loudest Christmas music ever. And you're just going wild making gingerbread houses. And then we take pictures of them and we send them to random people that have nothing to do with our family and just say, vote on your favorite. And our family, like the kids, the cousins of all ages are like, when is the gingerbread making contest? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so fun. So I love that. And then on Christmas morning um, for... The, my little family, me, Matt, and the girls, they wake up and they come down and in front of our Christmas tree is a huge happy birthday Jesus banner. And that's when we just start the day um, with um, happy birthday Jesus cake. And we do a birthday party for Jesus and talk about how he's the best present. And that's the only reason that we give presents um, is because of, of his presence. And, um, and so we kind of save our, you know, big gift Santa gift till the end of the day. So at some point in the day, the girls are going to find a letter on the Christmas tree and they find it. It magically appears, you know, because there's so much magic and it is a scavenger hunt around the house. And so they have to follow all the clues to all the things. And um, it's a blast. Okay. Okay. Awesome. (sighs) Let's move on to Easter real quick and springtime. Yeah. Okay. And so let's do that. Um, just briefly, if you girls can just kind of give just some, hit the highlights on what you do for spring um, and, and include Easter in that. So um, Sally. Okay, so I the, the one time of year where I take a minute, take some time, and I write a love note to my each one of my kids on Valentine's. It's just the time of year that I have chosen. It's so hard when life is going, and you just, like, I just want that to be, I want to have a time where I've intentionally written kind of what's going on and how I'm praying and what's going, so that's my day that I do it for Valentine's. And then we love, every spring, we love to go, again, collect. We love to go and collect wildflowers, and we press them and we get super nerdy and bring out our wildflower field guide. It's amazing. There's also some danger because there's sometimes snakes hiding. You know, it's fun. So that's, that's our thing. That's what we do, just to enjoy the beauty of creation and cultivate um, a love for God as our creator. Um, and then we do a, a Lent, you know, just like Advent leads up to Jesus coming. Lent is a season historically in the church where... Um, we are ready to, you know, just celebrating the passion of Christ, his crucifixion. And so um, this year, as my kids are older, I have, I'm, you know, I tried out this, like a, a, it's written by Russ Ramsey. It's a trilogy, like it's three. He does an, he does an Advent one. It's really for older 
older kids or for you, um, but just a daily, like a two or three page thing. And it's just really getting into the story of all the characters involved in leading up to the crucifixion. So I love to do those in the morning too for Easter. And that's all I got for Easter. You want me to do the party? Okay, so if I had to pick one tradition, um, that's all of my favorites. Easter is my favorite. And it really, it just stemmed out of, I felt like, I was like, golly, as much as we love to celebrate everything, like Easter should be what we celebrate the very most because it's the resurrection of Christ that changed everything. And so for us, for Matt and I, that meant like, okay, we're gonna throw a bigger party at Easter than we throw for anything else because we want our kids to know like we're putting our money where our mouth is, right? And so um, it started off, 10 years ago with us just inviting our Young Life kids to this party. And now the bulk of it is um, really our friends at McKinley's Elementary School. And we just, um, it is so fun. We rent a bounce house and we just kind of go all out. And I am not a detail person. I love chaos. And so it's chaotic. There's hundred kids there. And like, there's a egg hunt for everybody. And we asked, like Jessica's awesome husband is a great storyteller. And so like he comes and he tells the Easter story. And um, it has been truly one of the sweetest ways we've built relationships within our community is mm-hmm. through our Easter party. And it's because friends from all different faiths come to our Easter party and they ask, even if they're not in McKinley's class, they're like, hey, can we still come to your Easter party? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's like for the purpose of relationships, I felt like that's been um, I'm a home run. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Brandy, can you touch on, or Jessica, do you want to add anything about that? Uh, do you want to do a homespring thing or just do you have a question first? Oh yeah, do your homespring thing and well, then I want you to come back to your Mother's Day one. So for us, we, um, all of our family is out of town. And so most of our holidays, we're traveling um, to go see all of them. Um, but early on, we decided we needed to save a holiday for us. We needed to protect something. Mm-hmm. And to piggyback off of Randy's idea, if Easter is the most important to our faith, we're going to choose that one. And so we're going to stay home. And we have had to sacrifice some hard things, um, Easter egg hunts with cousins and going to church with our extended family. But the return has been spending time with our own community, going to um, the Weidman party, our own Easter block party, um, going to our own church um, for a holiday, especially the one that's the most important to our faith. And so um, just want to take a second to remind you to protect some things for your, your, your small family Mm -hmm. unit. Um, We want Easter to be so um, deeply special um, and thought through for our kiddos. So we brought those traditions in really close and tight um, and and just kind of kept them smaller and um, have built stuff in our own homes and communities for those of you that have family out of town. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So important, especially as you, your kids get older and deciding that. All right, Randy, can you talk about Mother's Day real quick? Yeah. So Mother's Day stemmed out of me feeling yucky on Mother's Day for lots of years in a row. And it was because of just my own entitlement. Like I'd be like, man, I don't feel as celebrated or as spoiled or as like I should deserve more because I'm such an awesome mom was, you know, the sin in me, honestly. And so instead of like being like, this day is awesome, I'd be like, uh, you know, I just feel yucky. And, um, and so I have just, the sweet Lord's helped me turn it around. And a few years ago, I'm like, no, this is no longer everyone celebrating me. This is me celebrating that I get to be a mama day. So it's the, the girls know I, Mother's Day is now the, I, the celebrate I love being a mommy day. 
and we, I, we do all of their favorite things. Whatever it is that they love doing with me, that's what we're gonna do that day, and I love it. So much that like McKinley's favorite thing is to have a sleepover on the trampoline in our backyard. And so it doesn't matter how cold it is, like <laughs> we are snuggling on that trampoline, right? Because I want my girls to grow up knowing that I love to be in their mama. So that's our Mother's Day tradition. Oh, I love that. Okay, um, there we are, we're hitting at 11.50 almost. So I am going to just touch on a couple extra things. If we have one more uh, slide, can you get pull that up real quick? Okay, so there's just a lot of things these ladies do. I have their emails on there. I want y'all to ask them about it. They're in a community group together. If you're in a community group here at Watermark, I would encourage you to connect with them. Like how do y'all facilitate encouraging each other's kids with each other, um, building relationship with each other and being creative and fun? They have a lot of great ideas with that. Also, um, as you have littles in here, if when you get big, so just start thinking, what's that one thing I can do? We've done a trip with our fourth graders because fourth graders get a free park pass and Rob will take the boys and whenever it's Becca's turn, I'll go. And, and they do a Texas history trip because in the state of Texas, we do public school, they study Texas history. And so we do that. That's our family tradition, the trip with dad across Texas. Um, another thing I've done, this isn't easy Y'all, I like ice cream and Brahms is cheap. And so even with Jackson's carpool, like we do uh, Friday ice cream at Brahms and I take selfies. Some of the boys are embarrassed in the back, but I have literally this year, eighth grade, it just hasn't worked out for me to do Friday ice cream. They got in the car one night after small group, put their hands on the seat and were like, Miss Barry, ice cream, ice cream. I'm like, it's not that hard. Like they see me and yell ice cream. And so um, eighth grade boys, it's not real hard to make them feel loved. And so um, just those extra little things that you can do. Um, Jessica, will you tell them about that one picture of y'all praying with your kids um, up there? Uh, before all of our kiddos start kindergarten, um, we all as a community gather at the campus where their, ele- their elementary campus and pray over the kiddo. We encourage our own kids to pray over them. We pray over them as adults. Um, and it's just a really, really special moment um, for that one singular kiddo. And to also get the message that this is a big deal. It's a big deal that mm-hmm. you're this age, you're coming to the school. It's a big deal to Jesus. And it's a big deal to love other people. And we are your people. We are your family. We call ourselves um, your family. We're friends like family. And um, we're here and we're all here to back you. And um, it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of become a really sweet tradition. I mean, how value cared and known do you think that child has to feel like starting a new year? So um, I love all that. I wish we could go through every single thing, but we can't. So I'm going to land the plane. <laughs> These ladies are going to be up here. Please come up here, see their things. We have a resource table. Um, so when you registered and walked in, I'm going to have out there my Christmas play. You can just grab one. We have the pumpkin gospel. We have these things that Jessica put out, um, the watermark resource of the questions at mealtime and a couple other things. And then you're going to have the opportunity to, I'm going to talk about an advent, y'all, the watermark advent. If they put this together, and I'm actually doing it this year because I'm going to change it up, and this is the only one I'm going to do. And so you can buy this for $5 at the table. There are ornaments in the back. If you have more than one kid, child, sorry, um, you can go to the website right there and point and print more ornaments, okay? But if you want the physical book, you can buy it out there. We'll have ladies out there that you can pay $5 for this. So thank you all for being here. Um, and I'm just, I'm just encouraging you all came. I hope that you have a good fall and rest of the winter time. Thanks so much. <laughs>